Hey, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and I'm actually coming to you from my favorite cafe in South America, and this video blog is just a couple of thoughts that I had on the documentary film Black Coffee. Let me throw some big numbers at you. 500 billion cups a year. 120 million people's livelihoods. These are some of the numbers that the film Black Coffee opens with when it's explaining the, the really huge global impact of coffee. And if you're a coffee drinker, you should probably watch this film because it'll educate you about some things that you might not have known uh, about coffee that are really interesting. So coffee is the most traded, the second most traded legal commodity on the planet besides oil. Coffee is actually originally from Ethiopia, which I didn't know. For some reason, like probably most people, I thought that coffee was originally from South America because that's where most coffee comes from now, but it's actually from Ethiopia. Apparently, back in the day, there was a mythology surrounding coffee that there was a Ethiopian guy hanging out, herding his goats, and then his goats started to make a bunch of crazy noise, and his goats were acting crazy, and it turned out that his goats had eaten some coffee beans, and so then he ate some coffee beans, and he was like, Whoa, what is what is this? So the film starts in the first part. It's comprised of three different parts. So it's about a three hour commitment, which is uh, which I feel like is just scratching the surface of the the history of coffee. So the first one talks about the history of it originating in Africa and from there how it was transmitted to the European cultures through Turkey and through the trade culture that existed in Venice. It actually takes you in the film to the uh, cafe in Venice where Casanova used to pick up chicks um, at, at his favorite cafe in Venice. Um, it also talks about how coffee impacted various European countries. It talks about, uh, I thought this was interesting, did you know that the word TIP is actually a acronym? It's a acronym that comes from London and it means to ensure promptness. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Another funny little factoid is that back in the day there was a society of English women in London that thought that coffee hurt men's performance in the bedroom. In fact, coffee actually got quite a reputation in England for quite a long time as something that, that hurt men's sexual sexual performance. And the, the English Women's Club had this, this cute little thing that they would say about coffee. Let's see, I have it right here. They said that when their men return home from drinking coffee, they have nothing moist but the tips of their, no their noses nothing stiff but their joints, and nothing standing but their ears. So the, uh, the women of London weren't very impressed with their, uh, with, their, with their Englishmen after they'd had coffee. But there's a reason behind this. 
the hookers would hang out at coffee houses. And so men would get off work, go see the hookers, have some coffee, go see the hookers, and then they'd go home to their wives a little bit late, be like, honey, I was, I was getting coffee. And then that's how, that's how uh, that particular cultural mythology originated, which I thought was kind of uh, interesting. The second film talks really specifically about South America, which I really enjoyed because I live in South America and I'm a huge coffee snob. And it talks about how uh, coffee was one of the primary things that, that drove the, the slave trade from Africa over to, over to South America. And it's, it's, it's really uh, extremely sad story. It you know, shows some of the negative impact that coffee has had on the on the world one thing that i didn't know was that brazil was actually one of the last countries on earth to abolish slavery and the reason behind that was because the coffee trade was so massive there there so much of their their gdp depended upon coffee that was produced by slaves and so it took uh, so it took Brazil a long time to get rid of their slavery, specifically because of coffee. And if you look at these major American companies like Folgers and uh, Maxwell House that produce really, if you've tried it, and I'm sure you've had, I think, I think very few people are out there that haven't tried Folgers or Maxwell House coffee. It's really just such bad coffee. It's, it's really just a terrible thing put into your mouth, but these companies actually kind of uh, had the slaves as part of their business model because, and the film describes this in depth, these, these, uh, these giants of the, of the coffee business were essentially throughout a lot of the 20th century in a race to the bottom against each other, just trying to drive the coffee prices as low as they possibly, as low as they possibly could. The third part of the film talks about the current generation and, and how we view coffee and how coffee drinkers of, of today are, you know, we're, like I said, we're kind of snobs and we're looking for really good coffee. We're looking for coffee that's healthy. We're looking for coffee that's, that's socially responsible. And so they show in the film how, for example, a coffee farm in Costa Rica is never going to be able to compete with a coffee farm in Brazil because they just don't quite have the national infrastructure built up around producing coffee the way that some of these countries do, but how in today's consumption environment of coffee, a, a coffee farmer in Costa Rica can really thrive because they can charge more for their coffee, but they can actually produce a higher quality product and they can charge double or triple for, for their product. And people like me, <laughs> and hopefully people like you, are, are going to consume that product. One of the parts of the film that was interesting to me was there was actually a time back in the 1950s where there was a congressional hearing. They took Congress's time because there was a, a crash of the global coffee market. And it's funny, you don't do, you know, congressional hearings for 
for, for other commodities that are having issues. But coffee is such a huge consumption item of the, uh, the, the U.S. American public, which is, uh, as I understand, the, the impression this film lit, left me with was that the U.S. consumer drives the global coffee demand. That might not be the case, but that's kind of the, that, that's, that's kind of the impression that I got from this film. And so what happened in the 1950s was there's actually a Colombian guy, and he basically went and testified in front of Congress, and he said that, okay, you know, in our part of the world, we have all these issues that you Americans don't really understand. We have massive, massive nutritional issues. We have huge issues with, you know, governments not treating people fairly. We have issues with genocide. We have issues with these huge problems with lack of education. And all of these issues could be solved if we could arrive at a fair price for coffee. But if we can't do that, then, then you as the American public are putting us adrift in a sea of poverty. And I live in Colombia, and so uh, that, that statement kind of struck me because having spent some time in South America, I can see how this part of the world really is developing and how a lot of these issues that the spokesperson from Colombia was talking about are, are being addressed and that there's a lot of progress that's being made. So that leaves, for me, that leaves a good taste in my mouth after watching this film. So I would say the, the call to action after watching a film like this, and again, if you do consume coffee, I think it's, it's, it's entertaining and it's interesting to see the, the history and the, and the impact on um, the whole of, of human history, really, of this particular beverage. I would really recommend that you watch this film. The takeaway from this film is not to drink the cheap stuff. If, if I was gonna take this whole three hours of this film, compact it down into one sentence, I would say, drink good coffee, because it has a real positive effect in the world that, that that's something that you can be proud of and you're going to enjoy it more and you're going to feel a whole lot more healthy. Real quick shout out, if you like me have ever wondered what is the most healthy coffee in existence on the planet, there's a brand called Bulletproof upgraded coffee and it goes through it's kind of expensive but it goes through a proprietary process a really really scientific exhaustively scientific process to ensure that they're the highest quality beans that have no micro mycotoxins in them to ensure that the beans are not fermented at all and to ensure that you're getting the maximum amount of antioxidants and the maximum amount of brain power out of the coffee and again that's called bulletproof coffee and i'm going to do a link to that below just because it's something that i've tried and it's something that i was like really blown away by the quality of it. So if any of you out there want to try the very, want to spoil yourself a little bit, try the very best stuff, I'm going to go ahead and link to that. Go ahead and watch the film, Black Coffee, the three films actually, I'm going to have links below, 
And if you disagree with me, if you want to continue the conversation, go ahead and leave a comment on the blog post that I have linked and subscribe to this YouTube channel if you'd like to hear about more interesting documentaries like this.